1: Inside
0: Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and as we're rounding out our Memorial Day week and weekend, uh, the great story yesterday, uh, KSL TV's Alex Cabrero reported on the remains of a Utah sailor uh, who was killed at Pearl Harbor uh, that were finally returned home.
1: Aloha. You often see people at the Salt Lake City Airport Come on over here. Wearing lays around their necks. Aloha. Aloha. Usually it's for a trip to Hawaii. Here we go. But for this family, it was to welcome someone home from Hawaii.
2: Today is a very special day.
1: Someone who's been gone nearly 80 years.
2: He joined the Navy in 1940.
1: Sharon Senegal is talking about her uncle Theodore Jensen who was killed during the attacks at Pearl Harbor. He was serving on the USS Oklahoma. His body was never found. My aunts and uncle, mother and dad all really missed him and really found it hard to accept the fact that he was gone. Theo Brasher was born a couple of years after Jensen died and was named after him. Well, I've always considered it an honor. So a few months ago, when the family got a call from the U.S. Navy about identifying remains they had found...
2: Right, I couldn't believe it. I said, oh, no, this is a scam.
1: Sure went, enough, using DNA samples from family, Jensen's remains were identified and plans were made to bring him back home to Delta. You know, it's something we always wanted, but just never figured it was going to happen. And the plane carrying his remains arrived at the airport today.
2: You want us on one side or the other?
1: His family was there to welcome him home all these years later.
2: Let's have a little word of prayer. We'll offer it.
1: Military members coming home in flag-draped caskets usually isn't a happy day, but for this family, they couldn't stop smiling.
2: It was just an amazing feat to all of a sudden say, here he is. He's home. We don't have to worry about where he was. Did he stay on the ship? Did he get off the ship? Where was he? He's home.
0: Such a, a great story, and uh, big thanks to our, our friend Alex Cabrera from KSL TV. Uh, can you imagine that? 80, 80 years in the, in the making, and the thing that's interesting to me is that you had you know, parents, aunts, uncles, cousins, all of those, uh, for all those years where there was just uncertainty, where, you know, did, did he get off the ship? What happened next? Uh, how did that all take place? and to kind of finally get that closure i think is is such an important thing for that family and it it does remind us that not everything is is as it seems uh, you could have say well it was it was very clear they received you know notice but of course first they received notice that he was missing uh, and it wasn't until some time later that they were notified that uh, that he was killed uh, at pearl harbor in 1941 and so that uncertainty and we think about uh, the uncertainty that uh, happens to a lot of our military families uh, not just when a loved one is is killed or dies in action uh, but for those that that survive and have really long roads ahead uh, uncertainty is a is a challenging thing for so many of us to deal with uh, but i think for our military families especially that can be a really haunting thing uh, and a draining thing the mental gymnastics of all of that of the unknown of what happened what were those final moments were they alone all of those are really really hard questions to grapple with and i don't think in, unless you're in the middle of it and and actually doing the grappling i don't think you can really understand uh, exactly what that feels like and i think getting this kind of closure even 80 years later uh is such a is such an important thing and I think doing it over the Memorial Day weekend, I think, was also very fitting, a very important time for all of us to remember. And that is such a critical word. You've heard me say it on this program before, that a society that loses its ability to remember uh, is in danger of losing a great deal more. And when we talk about remembering, we're not just talking about the good things. Uh, In fact, coming up here at the top of the hour, 2.05, we're going to get into some of that remembering that's a little harder and some of the remembering. Uh, The president yesterday, uh, Joe Biden, gave a a speech in Tulsa, Oklahoma, talking about remembering one of those hard chapters and hard lessons, uh, tragic stories in our history. And we do need to remember those as well. And it is a remembering, not a rewriting or a reassigning where people were, or what the the surroundings, or circumstances, or what society was like at the time. Uh, but it is a remembering, because if we lose that ability to remember, uh, man, we're we're in in big trouble, in, in terms of some of the things that uh, that matter most. And so, yes, we will remember uh, the good things, and uh, especially with a story like this one uh, from Alex Cabrero on KSL TV. Uh, Just such a great thing Uh, here, 80 years later, a Utah sailor, again, killed at uh, Pearl Harbor, uh, getting a proper burial in Delta, Utah, uh, to me is just a a fantastic story. And and I hope that we also remember, (laughs) keep in mind, that our remembering should not be consigned to specific days of the year. Uh, It's not just what we do on Memorial Day or on Veterans Day or on the 4th of July. Uh, We have a lot of remembering to do as a country, good, bad, and ugly, all of it. Uh, It's all part of of who we are. And I think there are ways to do it that are incredibly positive and forward-moving. And and to me, that's the whole key. I love history. Uh, I love great history. I love painful history. Both teach me things that matter because ultimately, whether it's a painful part of our past and our history or an extraordinary heroic moment in our history, there are lessons to be learned. There are principles that apply and things that we can take with us to deal with the challenges that we have today. And so we we can't just create this little history that we like, uh, this nice tidy version of history, Uh, That's not right. Uh, Nor is the revisionist history. Uh, We we can't just erase uh, good or bad. Uh, So we can't erase uh, a lot of the great things from the early days of this nation, nor can we erase the bad things. Uh, They're all things. And how we process them, how we understand them, uh, I think the most important thing for all of us uh, is uh, a quote I heard one time that when you, when you go back in history, it's like going to a foreign country. And when you go back to that foreign country, don't be an ugly tourist. Don't try to assign what was going on in that society. You're not there. It's hard to understand. It's very different. And so the words that we use matter. Uh, making sure we get right definitions matter and how we have conversations about how we process it and how we teach it really matter. So we're going to step aside for top of the hour news. When we come back, we're going to dive into that conversation with Cindy Davis. You don't want to miss this. Uh, This is going to be important framing for all of us in terms of how we talk about race, how we talk about equity and equality, and how we move forward as a nation. Stay with us on KSL News Radio.
1: I'm Dave Cauley